With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super, uber, duper successful. All right, so the quote that we're going to start today's show with is, men make history and not the other way around. In periods where there's no leadership, society stands still. Progress occurs when courageous, skillful leaders seize the opportunity to change things for the better. And that's Harry S. Truman. The title of today's show is Leaders Lead and Followers Follow. And if you're not leading, you need to get out the way. All right. I want to thank all of you for listening. Want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the old shows, if you want to listen to the live version of any of the old shows, all you have to do is go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. For those of my listeners in the United States, I have a daily message service that sends you out a daily inspirational, motivational message every single morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. To get those messages, all you have to do is text the letters BBD to 411247, all right? If we're not friends on Facebook, make sure you find me on Facebook because I post inspirational videos every single day on Facebook and Instagram. So on Facebook, my name is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R. On Instagram, it's at Coach Mark Speaks, all right? If you guys are not a part of the Power in a Half Hour Facebook group, make sure you do a search for Power in a Half Hour, and we have a Facebook group, and I would love for you to be in our group, all right? Um, Continue to send me your comments, questions, suggestions. I love to get emails from you guys. So email me at coachmarkspeaks at gmail.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. All right. And if you have not downloaded my book yet, you can download it for absolutely free at www.repeataftermebook.com. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one, David Rodriguez. Now, David is the CEO and founder of Food for All. Now, Food for All is a startup that David started as a graduation project while completing his MBA at the Holt International Business School in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Food for All is a startup that is developing an app that would reduce food waste by allowing users to buy excess food that restaurants didn't sell at significantly discounted prices. Through the app, you'd be able to pay between 15 80% less money for food from nearby restaurants. Did you hear that? You can pay 50 to 80% less money for food from nearby restaurants. I'm all on this app as soon as it comes to my city. 
Now, the time that you would pick up your discounted meals would vary depending on the restaurant, but you could expect to pick it up around the end of a meal shift or closing time. David was inspired to create this app after he saw how much food was wasted in hotels, restaurants, and venues. Most of his family back in Mexico worked in the hospitality business, so he was able to experience this waste firsthand and he wanted to do something about it. Now, this past spring, Food for All began working with the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health's Sustainable Technologies and Health Program. Through this collaboration, they focused on the environmental impact an app like Food for All could have. They found that reducing food waste would promote sustainability by reducing CO2 emissions as well as water and energy use during the food preparation process. In the United States, up to 40% of food produced is wasted. If all restaurants, cafeterias, fast foods, and caterers were combined, they altogether throw away more than 43 billion pounds of food per year. That's over $50 billion of food per year. Food for All currently has a working prototype which was self-funded and it's piloting the app among more than 30 restaurants throughout Cambridge and Boston. Through a Kickstarter campaign, the venture hopes to raise $50,000 to roll out its final product next summer in both Boston and New York. Now, although there won't be a menu, restaurants will give you a general idea of the kind of food to expect. Now, according to David, they aren't just targeting traditional sit-down restaurants. Food for All also plans on working with cafeterias, buffets, bakeries, and coffee shops to sell their leftovers for a fraction of the cost. Now, with 31 days to go, Food for All has raised $11,200 from 255 backers. Now, what an absolutely amazing concept. Here it is. This guy saw that 40 billion pounds of food, 43 billion pounds of food get thrown out every single year. Why not make some money off of that? $50 billion worth of food gets thrown out every single year. Can you imagine if this guy's able to capitalize on a fraction of that? Everybody wins. Everybody wins. The restaurants, they get to make a little bit of money on food that they would just normally throw away, right? His app gets to make some money, and the consumer gets to buy a little food that, eh, it's a little bit old. Restaurant may even sell you the old food anyway. That's a win-win situation. You're able to buy food at 80, 50 to 80% off? Like what, a slice of pizza for what, 40 cents? Hey, I'm down for that. Profile number two, Vasu Kulkarni. Now, ever since the age of five, Vasu dreamed of becoming a professional basketball player. He spent every afternoon as a kid in Bangalore, India, playing basketball on the outdoor dirt courts and every evening watching old videotapes of American basketball heroes. In India, Vasu was a basketball star, but when he started college at the University of Pennsylvania, he was in for a surprise. Everyone that he played against in college was a foot and a half taller than him. He didn't play much for the next four years, but 
Warming the bench gave him a front row perspective on how coaches prepared for upcoming games. Vassal says that in India, there were no videos and no stats. You would just play and keep score. But in college, his coaches would sit for four or five hours at a time, breaking down film, taking notes, and making giant charts in Excel. Vasu graduated with a computer science degree and then sent his resume to every sports tech company he could think of. Now, while he was applying for jobs, he couldn't get the thought of his idea out of his head on how his coaches would spend so much time breaking down film. When his first round of job hunting turned up nothing, Vasu decided to develop Crossover. Crossover allows anyone to upload game footage and the service makes it searchable by player and play so that a coach could find every drive by his point guard or every turnover. Now, the software also analyzes the footage and spits out stats. When Vasu left Penn, he didn't have a dollar in his pocket. Now, for two years, he spoke to anyone who would listen and could possibly write him a check, who could cut him a check. He was able to come up with $300,000 in investments from a couple of Wall Street sports fanatics and would go all over the country to pitch the product at coaching clinics and sports conventions. The beta launched with 50 customers, mostly high school basketball coaches. Today, Crossover has 10,000 customers around the world, and it's set to surpass $10 million in revenue in 2016. This is the company that the guy started with no money. He just went out there and started pitching it to everybody and ended up finding $300,000 to start his business up, right? Because remember, he graduated Penn with no money. Now they're making over $10 million a year. It is expanded to lacrosse, volleyball, and football and would add soccer later this year. High school and college teams are crossovers bread and butter, but they have also made their way to amateur rec leagues as well as the NBA. Crossovers clients include the NBA world champion Cleveland Cavaliers. Vasu was able to realize part of his dream that he had earlier when he was a kid. Vasu was invited into the Cleveland Cavaliers locker room to celebrate their championship win. Now, although Vasu wasn't a player on the team, his system helped to play a part in the Cavs championship. Profile number three, John Maxwell. Now, John Maxwell is an American author, speaker, and pastor who has written many books primarily on leadership. John speaks annually to Fortune 500 companies, international government leaders, and organizations such as the United States Military Academy at West Point and the NFL. John is a New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Business Week best-selling author. Now, three of his books, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, Developing the Leader Within You, and The 21 indispensable qualities of a leader have each sold over a million copies. In May 2014, John was named the number one leadership and management expert in the world by Inc. Magazine. Let's now look at some of John's rules to success. Number one, success is not a destination. It's a process. John explains it like this. 
if you go to college and let's say it takes four, five, or six years to graduate, and on graduation day you walk across the stage and collect your diploma, and once you've collected it, everyone congratulates you and wants to celebrate your success, everyone says to you, congratulations, today, because you're a college graduate. But John says that you didn't become a success the day that you got your diploma. You got recognized the day that you got your diploma. The diploma is recognition for what you've done the previous four, five, or six years. You were a success in your first year when some of your classmates dropped out of school and you continued on. You were a success every time you studied for a test. And you were a success every time you worked on a project. You were a success all through school. Success is a daily thing, not a destination. The day you got the diploma was the day you got recognized for the success that you already were. Too many people have a tendency to devalue the process and put all the value on the destination. They don't understand that success is a daily thing and it's determined by your daily agenda. Number two, even though many speakers say that attitude is everything, John doesn't agree with this statement. Although attitude isn't everything, he believes that attitude is the main thing that will make a difference in your life. If two people with the same qualifications apply for the same job and they both have the same credentials and the only difference between the two candidates is that one has a bad attitude and one has a good attitude, the one with the good attitude will win out every single time. Their attitude was the difference maker. Number three, in areas of choice, you need to work on your weaknesses. For example, let's say you're lazy. Being lazy is a choice. In areas of choice, you can make vast and fast improvements right away. You can go from a zero to a 10 almost overnight. If you don't want to be lazy anymore, you can go from a zero, being completely lazy, to a 10 once you make the decision. Now, an example of this would be someone changing their attitude overnight, going from being a grumpy person to a happy, joyful person. Now, in areas that you may be gifted in, your growth will be very small and very slow. So someone can increase their giftedness skill set by two numbers. So let's just say that they were a six. They may can go up to an eight. Now, in these areas, you work on your strengths. Going from a six to an eight sets you apart from average. So even though it's not a huge leap, it's still very powerful. Number four. Paul Harvey, a radio broadcaster, once said that you can tell that you're on the road to success because it's uphill all the way. John says that the something for nothing entitlement mindset that so many people have is a bunch of garbage. Nothing that he has ever done that was worthwhile just fell into his lap. John says that every step of the way on his journey, he has to trade something off. The trade-offs are easier when you're younger because you usually don't have anything. The more successful you get, the harder the trade-offs become. It doesn't get easier, it gets harder. The moment that you stop making trade-offs is the moment that you will plateau. You won't go up any further. Life is continually filled with trade-offs. You have to give up in order to go up. Number five, 
John says leadership isn't easy. Leadership isn't fun, and at times leadership can be kind of lonely. There's only one reason to be a leader, and that is to add value to people. And you will only add value to people if you truly value them. If you don't value people, you will devalue people. And if you want to add value to people, you have to keep growing. You have to keep learning and keep getting better. You have to become more valuable. If you're leading the pack, you have to be able to give what you have. And you can't give what you don't have. You have to be able to give what you have. You cannot give what you don't have. You have to put a lot of good stuff in you so that you can pass it on to others. This is why I read and learn for four to five hours every single day. That's the only way that I'm able to make myself better to be able to come and do this show every single week and work with all my different clients and customers all over the country because I'm learning so much new stuff that I have so much to give away. And if you want to add value to people, you have to value what they value. You have to listen and you have to care about people. Number six, the greatest motivational principle in the world is that people do what people see. And too many leaders are like travel agents and are sending people to places that they have never seen for themselves. You don't want to be a travel agent. You want to be a tour guide. You want to take people with you. It's like something that I always say. People don't do as you say. They do as you do. So you have to lead by what? Example. You have to lead by example. Number seven, if you'd like to be more creative, the key to that is asking intentional questions. John says that asking questions will take you on exciting journeys more than anything else. In his early years, he didn't ask enough questions, so he didn't get enough ideas and thoughts from others. Step one, in order to be more creative, is just going up to people and asking more questions. It's amazing, amazing what you will learn. Number eight, the way you live your life today is preparing you for tomorrow. Let me repeat that. The way that you live your life today is preparing you for tomorrow. The question is, what are you preparing for? Great question to ask yourself. Number nine, a man must be big enough to admit his mistakes, smart enough to profit from them, and strong enough to correct them. And number 10, the unsuccessful person is burdened by learning and prefers to walk down familiar paths. They want to stay in their comfort zone. The unsuccessful person hates learning and just wants to stay in their comfort zone. Now, their distaste for learning stunts their growth and limits their influence. Now, the dictionary defines leadership as the power or ability to lead other people. But there's a lot more to leadership than just leading other people. Now, before we look at what leadership is, let's look at what it isn't. Number one, leadership has nothing to do with seniority or one's position in the hierarchy of a company. Leadership doesn't automatically happen when you reach a certain pay grade. There is a huge difference between a boss or a manager and a leader. A boss drives employees. Leaders coach employees. A boss depends on authority. 
A leader depends on goodwill. A boss inspires fear. A leader generates enthusiasm. A boss says I. A leader says we. A boss places blame for the breakdown. A leader takes the blame and fixes the breakdown. A boss knows how it's done. A leader shows how it's done. A boss uses people. A leader develops people. A boss takes credit. A leader gives credit. A boss commands. A leader asks. A boss says go. A leader says let us go. Let's go. A boss knows everything. A leaders are always learning. I'm sure you've heard this before, but the quote that says leaders are always readers. Leaders are always learning. A boss creates followers. A leader creates more leaders. A boss talks first. A leader listens first. A boss gives answers. A leader gives advice. A boss demands respect. A leader deserves and earns respect. Number two, leadership has nothing to do with titles. You don't need a title to lead. In fact, you can be a leader in your place of worship, your neighborhood, in your family, all without having a title. Number three, leadership has nothing to do with personal attributes. When most people hear the word leader, they think of a domineering, take charge, charismatic individual, but leadership isn't an adjective. You don't have to be extroverted or charismatic to be a leader. And number four, leadership isn't management. Leadership and management aren't the same. Managers need to plan, measure, monitor, coordinate, solve, hire, fire, as well as other things. Typically, managers manage things. Leaders lead people. Let's now look at how some of the great leaders of the past defined leadership. Number one, Rosalind Carter, who was the wife of President Jimmy Carter, said, a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but where they need to be, where they ought to be. Number two, Lao Tzu, the Chinese philosopher and author of the Tao Te Ching and founder of Taoism, said that a leader is best when people barely know he exists. When his work is done, his aim fulfilled, they will say, we did it ourselves. Number three, Secretary of State General Colin Powell said, great leaders are almost always great simplifiers who can cut through argument, debate, and doubt to offer a solution every body can understand. Number four, John Quincy Adams, the sixth president of the United States, said that if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. Number five, Steve Jobs said, my job is not to be easy on people. My job is to take the, these great people we have and to push them and make them even better. Number six, the great football coach Vince Lombardi once said that leaders aren't born. They are made and they are made just like anything else through hard work. And number seven, Jack Welch, the great CEO of General Electric between 1981 and 2001 said, before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. Let's now look at the qualities of a great leader. Number one, vision. Great leaders have a clear, exciting idea of where they're going and what they are trying to accomplish. Number two, 
courage. Now, among the seven leadership qualities, courage is the most identifiable outward trait. Courage means that you're willing to take risk in the achievement of your goals with no assurance of success. Because there's no certainty in life or business, every commitment you make and every action you take entails a risk of some kind. Number three, integrity. The main value that almost all executives agree upon for their company is integrity. The core of integrity is truthfulness. Integrity requires that you always tell the truth to all people in every situation. Number four, humility. Great leaders are those who are strong and decisive, but also humble. Humanity is having the self-confidence and self-awareness to recognize the value of others without feeling threatened. It means that you're willing to admit you could be wrong and that you recognize you may not have all of the answers. Number five, strategic planners. Great leaders are outstanding at strategic planning. They have the ability to look ahead, to anticipate with some accuracy where the industry and the markets are going. Leaders have the ability to anticipate trends well, well, well in advance of their competitors. Because of increasing competitiveness, only the leaders and organizations that can accurately anticipate future markets can possibly survive. Number six, focus. The ability of a leader to make sure that everyone is focused and concentrated on the most valuable use of their time is essential to excellent performance. Leaders focus on results and what must be achieved by themselves, by others, and by the company. Great leaders focus on strength in themselves and in others. And number seven, cooperation. Leadership is the ability to get people to work for you because they want to. You gain the cooperation of others by making a commitment to get along well with each key person every single day. All right, all right. Well, that's all that we have for today's show. want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen to any of the old shows, all you have to do is go to my website, www.powerhh.com. That's powerhh.com. Make sure you share this with three of your friends. I know you got three of your friends that want to take it to the next level. Make sure you share it with them. Tell them about this show so that they can listen and they can go to the next level just as you are going to the next level. Tell them about the station that you're listening to this on. If they don't have access to the station, just tell them to go to the website, www.powerhh.com, all right? Don't forget, don't forget, if you're not a part of that uh, Facebook group, The Power and a Half Hour, make sure you do a search for it, you find it, and send a request, and we will gladly let you in that group. If you're in that group, Go ahead and make sure that you post a little something about yourself, maybe what it is that you do. What we're trying to do is start a whole community where we network with each other, all right? And the quote, the quote, the quote that I'm going to end today's show with is, the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. In between, the leader is a servant, and that's from Max Dupree. And I say to you guys, thank you.
Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Starr. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour. And join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.